Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. I'm filled with regret. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was some sort of psychopathic therapist who could put me in a trap that ironically makes me face my inner demons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just gonna say right off the- I'm Hannah. <laughs> Hi, Hannah. I'm just gonna <laughs> say right off the bat, they definitely dialed Jigsaw's, um, insufferableness up to 11 in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good thing I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just- Like, the traps were kind of more interesting in that they were more gory and stupid, but they were also just bad? Yeah. Okay. So I guess we've got to do the obligatory um, explanation for anyone who hasn't listened to our other Saw episodes. The little gimmick here is that Hannah and myself have watched the movie that we are discussing and Marty has not. So we are going to attempt to explain to Marty Saw 4. And we have a rule that we are not allowed to use (laughs) Wikipedia, which is actually going to be really difficult this time because... uh, I have no clue what was <laughs> I going still don't on. Know. It's so confusing. I still don't know. Hell movie? Uh, was I it don't know, because hell, hell has like a system. Yeah. Like, tears, you know? <laughs> this like movie a was like purgatory. Like I was just stuck oh in a place with no time and no meaning and just people speaking words from their mouths and occasionally dying. Um Yeah. Yeah. It's like Twitter. I don't like it. I don't want to be there, and yet I'm still here. Yeah, I feel the same way about fucking Tumblr, too, and TikTok. I'm like, especially with TikTok, because, like, you just scroll for hours and not do anything else. It's like, why am I still here? <laughs> See, I've come full circle on Tumble, on on Tumblr, on Tumble, um, because, wait, you know, wait, wait, I wait. went through pitch, the- pitch. Pitch. Sorry, go, oh, go ahead. Sorry. So I went through the period where I loved Tumblr, you know, 2013, um, Super Who Lock, I was there. Tumblr was like the greatest place <laughs> ever. And then I went through the yeah. period where I hated Tumblr, which is like the post-Dashcon kind of thing. And uh, now yeah. I'm like back around to where I really love Tumblr because everyone's left for Twitter. So now it's like mm-hmm. all just aesthetic blogs and like, I don't know, the occasional nice yeah, art. Tumblr... Tumblr got good again around when they started banning porn again, because <laughs> all the insufferable people, insufferable people who were there for porn, moved to Twitter. See, for me, it was the night Joe Biden won, because that's when Destiel became canon for like the fourth oh. time. <laughs> yeah, and that's when my soul like came back to me, and I was already in the deep dive of, like, re-watching media from high school. So, like, every single person who I befriended who is now gay um, went back to that website, and we just... I lived. I lived yeah. that night. Destiel has brought <laughs> us full circle. Oh, yeah. No. Anyway, back to Tumble. I have a cursed idea. Dating app for Tumblr assholes. Go, media. Do what you will with that idea. Tumblr dating site. Do it. Well, knowing Tumblr, it, like, wouldn't work at all. Um, no. People just have already like, tried doing that. Well, just like, I wanted to lose money. Just, like, from a web design standpoint, because Tumblr just does not function well as a website. Um, I mean, it took, like, how many years for them to even implement private messaging? So imagine this, like, a dating yeah. app that doesn't have private messaging. <laughs> you just you like, have to, like, send each other fan mail. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Um, or what what was it? It's there's a quote that kind of reminds me of Tumblr. It's like God has allowed me to live another day and I'm about to make it everybody's problem. Uh for a second I thought you were gonna go with the Mads Mickelson thing that you sent me. Um What did I send you? The Mads Mickelson video where he's like We invented God and then ten minutes later we invented the devil. <laughs> and then two thousand years later we invented Jigsaw. Hey. <laughs> Who is worse than the devil, I guess? Yeah. At least the devil's got, like, an aesthetic I can get behind. Jigsaw just pissed on a camera and called it art. 
wait, did he really? No. But he did. Um, oh. <laughs> we find out the origin of Billy the Puppet in this movie. Oh, God. Is it is it like Chucky rules or is it something else? No, no, no. It's something else. But we'll get to it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we should start at the beginning. Which is starting at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so what? this movie has no... I'm just going to say right off the bat, this movie has no coherent timeline. It is just built up okay. of flashbacks and flash forwards and like... I I cannot for the life of me piece together this sequence of events. So I, I forget. Which one is this? Is this number four? Yeah, this is number four. Yeah. So okay. um, bear with us. Hannah and I are going to do our best. But it's... <sighs> It's something. Can I do my worst. Yeah, you can do your worst. Sure, do <laughs> your worst. Did. So why can't I? Yeah. Oh God. Okay. So yeah, I, we start with Jigsaw's brain getting split open like oh, some cherry. Oh, and jubilee. you see, yeah. So they show his corpse, and you see his penis. You see a. Oh yeah, you do see some Jigsaw dick. Frontal nudity. Old man, like old man penis. Yes. Yep. And he's dead, so it's like a corpse's <laughs> penis. Um, oh, okay. which on the one hand, it's like, okay, well, I appreciate the movie for going there because they sure have showed some naked women in the past few movies, but also, bold, bold move, but also like, all right, didn't want to see that in my life. No. And it's worse. Cause it was like, <laughs> it was like, also like head, pardon my pun, head on. Uh, <laughs> you were at the end of the autopsy table looking up his crotch. And there Wait, you're just, like, staring at it, like, at his dick? Well, it wasn't, like, a close-up shot. It was, like, a kind of, like, a... It was a head-on wide shot. Yeah, it was oh. a wide shot, but you could see it. You, you, you um, see it. Have you guys seen Fantastic Mr. Fox? No, yes. I have not. Okay, so there's, like, you've probably seen the gif, though. There's a moment where he sees the wolf in the distance, oh. and he, like, waves to yeah. it. Yeah. And, like... The pe- the penis is like the wolf in the distance. Like you see it, you know what it is, but it's not like in your face. It's about just it. like it's mysterious and elusive. It's like like center frame, just like staring at you. <laughs> that's a, that's how I remember. Yeah, it. it's I like don't that's know, how Kyla, I you felt. Might have. <laughs> yeah, staring at me. <laughs> um. So anyway, that's that's the way this movie starts. So we're really off to. Wait, no, there was the trap at the beginning, right? Or was that no, after? No, no, that's after. Okay, see, I'm already getting confused. Um, Right, so we do, like, they're doing an autopsy, and then they find this uh, tape in, they find, like, a cassette in Jigsaw's stomach, which Hannah pointed out to me, he must have an amazing gag reflex if he, like, swallowed a <laughs> cassette tape. What's great is at the end of the third movie, I remember him doing it too, and he just pops it like a tic-tac, and it's huge. It's like almost the size of my fist, and he just pops it in, and I'm like, well. Hmm. Uh, I could make so many dirty jokes, but I'm I'm not even going to go there. Um, <laughs> so anyway, they find this cassette tape, and then that's when we see the opening trap, right? Yes, because it's like a. Did we go back in time? I. Th- I think. No, 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 no. I. Uh. Does Does anyone even investigate the trap with the two guys in the beginning? I think it like exists in a world all its own. Like I, I don't know when or how it takes place. Yeah, I don't really know because it doesn't tie into anything in the rest of the movie. Well, but it's just like a a cold open thing. So they show. Yeah. This trap. With these two guys, and uh, in the middle, it's like a what do you call those things? Like a winch or like a pulley or something, where it like rolls up a chain, and the two guys are on like either end of it, and they're both chained to it. And one of the guys has his mouth sewn shut, and the other one has his eyes sewn shut. And um, the guy with his eyes sewn shut has a, like a key on his neck, and the guy with his mouth sewn shut like sees it. And, like, that's how they're supposed to escape. But he can't communicate that. And then they just start fighting. Um, and, sc- like, screaming at each other. And, um, yeah. It's kind of, like, <laughs> anticlimactic. Because, like, they end up... It would be kind of easy to escape from, honestly. But they just end up basically killing each other. So, there you have it. Mm-hmm. 
What what if two guys were in a saw trap and one killed the other with a rock? Would that be fucked up or what? JK, unless. JK, unless. <laughs> um, it's just so rigged and it really pissed me off, which is a very impressive feat considering the last movie literally had traps that were rigged and they didn't piss me off as much as this one because there is no way for them to communicate outside both of them knowing Morse code. That's the only moral I can think of is Jigsaw's mad the youths aren't learning Morse code. Yeah. You know, they should have had a third guy in there with his ears sewn shut because then it would be like, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. And then at least it would have been like kind of, I don't know, Make more sense. Yeah. But anyway, the guy with his mouth sewn shut wins because fucking duh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. So they both- he lives, right? Yeah, he kills the guy with his eyes sewn shut because the guy with his eyes sewn shut just comes out swinging. Yeah. Which I can't really blame him. He's just been drugged and kidnapped and his eyes have been sewn shut. Yeah. I mean, I definitely understand. But yeah, then we never really see what happens to the other guy, right? I think he takes the other guy to a hospital, <laughs> and they fall in love. I like this idea. I'm gonna it's call Jake it Jigsaw's dating Saw, app. Saw Saw Five. Oh god, what, I can't. I'll it? think of it's a funny like pun. Farmers only. <laughs> um. What? Tra- trappers only. Trappersonly.com. <laughs> oh. I don't oh. know. I'm, just, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Saw victim traps only. Uh, Saw actually. Oh my god. I don't know. Or like Chris <sighs> Christian Mingle. What? what yeah. What's what we can do with oh Christian god. Mingle? Um. <laughs> uh, um. I don't know. I'll think of a pun by the end of it. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Right. Although all so the other then, puppets might get confused about that. <laughs> then we meet um, our main character, which I do not remember his name. I don't remember like anyone Hoffman. in this movie's name. Um, They're not important. But I knew his name is Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. What did you say, Hannah? His name is Hoffman. Okay, Hoffman. Like, Hoffman. We're talking about the shitty cop, right? We're talking about I the mean, they're all good shitty. We're talking about the good cop. I thought. Oh, okay. No, because there's like, a, there's two cops. One is um the main cop of this movie. He's a good guy who really wants to save people. And then there's the other guy who I know his name is Hoffman and he's a white man and he sucks and I hate him. Yeah. Yeah. So we get like the obligatory drama about how the main guy has a bad relationship with his wife because he's always at work and he cares a lot about people and just wants to rescue people um mm-hmm. so he gets kidnapped and put in the saw trap and jigsaw says like hey i have these two guys hostage who were those guys it was like so one was hoffman his partner okay, right the evil white man and the other was Wahlberg White Man from the second movie. The guy right. whose kid was in a safe. That's right. Like, he okay. didn't die at the end of Saw 2. Jigsaw's been, like, keeping him on the bench. Right. Until now, when we've all collectively forgotten about him. And yeah. then now expects us to remember. Yeah, that's right. So they're rigged up in this, like, one of the guys is hanging from a noose. But he's got, like, a block of ice under him that he's standing on. And so, like, when the ice melts, then he'll die. And then when the ice melts, it'll, like, pool up with water. Because the other guy is, like, strapped to this electric chair or something. And so, like, when the water gets to him, it'll electrocute him. So Mm -hmm. it's, like, this little... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just that moment of silence after What do you think about this, Marty? Um, what morals can you digest from this clever mechanism? Um, maybe if you weren't a carbon-based light form that was made almost entirely of <laughs> water, then you wouldn't get electrocuted. Jake saw, saw Star Trek and was like, Spock's cooler than everybody else. Why the fuck are we have red blood and meat sex? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is such a Jigsaw thing to say. So anyway, um, then, let's see. 
So his goal is to, like, get to those two guys and save them. But Jigsaw, being all clever and smart, is like, best way to save people is to just walk away. Like, you care too much. So, like, I, I guess we'll just go into the moral that this man is supposed to be learning is that he cares too much and that he should actually be bad at his job um, and not want to save people. Jigsaw saw the bullying seminars in high school and looked at the bystanders in the videos who were, like, shown in a bad light and went, I don't know, these guys seem to have a point. (laughs) Right? You know, for someone who wants people to be nonpartisan, he's going about it in a very partisan way. (laughs) Yeah. So, I just... Only I get to judge people... (laughs) God damn it! Yeah, it's so much to unpack, especially, like, looking at it in 2021, when, like, we know what we do about the police and the way they work. Yeah. Um, it just makes the whole thing, like, so much weirder to unpack. Yeah. And, uh, I honestly don't know, like, I think, like, I can understand as a lesson, like, for a character um it can be an okay like character growth if you go about it the right way like say someone's going to the extreme and like hurting themselves by trying to help others and like you know doing more to the point where they're doing more harm than good but the thing is it's literally this man's job to help people like, you know, he's obviously, a cop. That's yeah, what it's supposed to be. Yeah, like in the ideal world, like, whether or not it is what they do. Yeah, it's that's like what they're supposed this to do. It's yeah. a movie. So like in this ideal fantasy world, cops help people. Um, and so this man, like that is literally his job. So like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, underst- it doesn't help either that his backstory where it shows him going too far for his job is like an example is dealing with child abuse like uh, the father is abusing his child and the mother won't like like uh, do a report on him because she's also getting abused and the kid uh, is scared to talk about her father and like he start he like assaults the father because like he's a shitty guy and he deserves to get punched in the fucking face and like i'm sorry but there's no gray here. I'm with the guy who punched the child abuser. What the fuck am I supposed to learn from this? Yeah. Like, if anything, I'm learning that the system is wrong because, again, like, it doesn't punish him at all. Like, there's clearly evidence. They're just not acting on it. But this one guy is. It's kind of that thing of, like, there are no good cops because the system is rigged against helping people in need. And, like, if that was something that Saw 4 decided to unpack that would be something but instead the lesson they take from the system is broken is well why did you care to begin with you stupid motherfucker (laughs) and i just think that's dumb yeah that's what i got from it anyway yeah Uh, that's exactly what i got too so jigsaw is simultaneously Pro taking care of your mental health and and pro abuse. <laughs> I don't know because he killed that depressed man like, for being depressed. Yeah, I was about to say. I think yeah, it's like he I did, think he's he against that. against having bad mental health in the first place. Like he doesn't want cops to do their jobs, maybe because he wants to do the cop jobs but do them very badly. <laughs> Jigsaw wants to become the law. That is very accurate. He wants to be the law. It does feel like If I know anything about Jigsaw is that he's a pretentious little fucker who thinks that he's God, so I think that works. I feel like if in any any other, like, life, Jigsaw would have been a cop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, and then there's, um, there's another character who is brought in because the cops aren't doing enough, so they kind of bring in, like, higher-ups. I think he's with the FBI or the CIA. He's he's above the police. 
Um, and he's my favorite because I recognize the actor. He plays Luke in Gilmore Girls, who's like this handyman who's just very grumpy and like he's like the Harrison Ford type where he doesn't want to be the dad archetype, but he's just so good at it that he can't escape it. And it's just really funny for me to see him in a Saw movie. Yeah. Because he has this energy of I really don't want to be here. And he really just, don't. <laughs> I so relate to it. Like, there's literally a moment where he, like, someone's spouting off some, like, Jigsaw is not a serial killer. And he just covers his eyes and goes, no, 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 not this shit. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. I I loved every moment he was on screen. He was just, like, eating up that spotlight. It was amazing. He was, like, draping himself on the scenery like Chris. Oh, what's her name? Kristen Wiig in that Liza Minnelli sketch from SNL. He was, like, draping himself all over the precinct like he was Liza Minnelli in Cabaret. So good. Uh, So, what is our first trap? Is it the one with the lady and her hair? Is that it? Yes, that it was the lady with the hair. Okay, so, um, Mr. Policeman goes into this room where there's this woman like tied to a chair and her hair is like caught in a, a pulley type thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, well at first like it, it's not moving or anything like that. And Jigsaw keeps saying like, just walk away and you'll save her life. Um, But of course he tries to help her cause he's like a decent human being. And so then like the, he hits some mechanism and the police starts going and it's just like ripping her scalp off by her hair. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, so I think overall, like, I would say the traps in this movie are a lot more violent. Yeah, lots more gore. Very creative. I'll yeah. Give them that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I don't think they had uh, any plan with the moral. Like, I think the moral here is that there is no moral. Like, he's literally supposed to do nothing. I feel like yeah. after so maybe went, eh, two or... fucking no, pull her hair off. I feel like maybe after two or three movies, Jigsaw just, like, was like, fuck it. I don't care anymore. I just want to kill people. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... I mean, that's what the director said anyway. Me and Saw, whatever, nine, whatever fucking Saw we're on, it's just Jigsaw in a room with a gun and he's like, I want to play a game. Shoots the guy. I'm done. I'm done with these games. Game over. And that's the movie ends. Well, now we do have to remember, though, that um, Jigsaw is officially dead. So, like, the part of the FBI subplot in this movie is finding out who is still carrying out his traps. Right, 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 right. So... Um, anyway, because Amanda's also dead, so... Right, yeah. We saw his brain scooped into a little pot. (laughs) We did indeed. So, anyway, her scalp is being, like, ripped from her head. And this guy, I guess, just can't figure out... Like, they're in the abandoned-looking house. So, like, surely... You can find something sharp in there just to cut through her hair. Or that like or just I don't... shove like something in the gears, like yeah, a shoe. Just like yeah. jam it. Like it doesn't seem that hard, but of course, like they make it harder <laughs> than it should be, and so her scalp is like almost ripped off, and then he finally figures out I don't remember how he stops it, but he finally like So there's like a combination that is revealed right. as the gears are turning. So it's like designed to kind of rip off her hair no matter what he does. Unless he decided to, like, I don't know, do something smart, but this is a Saw movie, so that's a bit of a stretch. Of course. So, yeah, the combination is revealed as the gears are turning, and after she's, like, you know, her lace front is kaput, and she's, like, streaming blood down her face. The effects were really good for this track. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they she's released, and it's, it's floppy. She's alive, but her scalp is in not great shape. Yeah. So, then... She goes, Jigsaw had, like, left her with instructions to try and kill him if he helps her. So then she goes and grabs a knife and tries to kill him. And in the struggle, he ends up accidentally killing her. And then Jigsaw, like, rubs it in. Like, if you just walked away, this never would have happened. Which, like, I don't know what rational human being, like, sees someone trapped in a torture trap and, like, 
just walks away. Like, come on. Seriously. Well, later, I will say, it depends on who's in the trap. Because later on, we do have kind of a scenario where he does actually... I think it's the next trap, too. Mm -hmm. He There's an individual where Jigsaw, like tells him, like, okay, for your next task, you have to put on the pig mask, kidnap someone, and put him in their own saw trap. Yeah. And he is sent to this, like, dingy motel where the I, the manager, I think, is, um, he just, he's very much portrayed to be, like, something's off about this guy. And he forces him into this room, and it's revealed he is a rapist and he abuses women and photographs it and puts it on camera and he makes him get in this bed where if he doesn't like press these buttons that gouge out his eyes he will be drawn and quartered and i am actually with the 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 i want to be a good cop man and that he just puts him in the trap and then leaves (laughs) yeah Yeah, because the whole thing Jigsaw saying is like, oh, you know, it's in his hands. Like, if he gouges out his own eyes, then he'll survive and it'll be fine. So just leave him there. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. I'm like, honestly, yeah. <laughs> and so he doesn't manage to do both of his eyes, so he dies. And I'm like, honestly... This is- Oh, sorry, finish. Oh, yeah, I think we're on the same page, though. It's like, this is one of the only victims who kind of deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he and doesn't like, have is... any remorse and, like, seems to be a pretty bad person. So, yeah. Yeah. This is the closest I've ever gotten to, like, being on Jigsaw's side. Because most of the time when people are like, he never killed anybody, he's a vigilante. They're clearly smoking the pipe. Because that's <laughs> bullshit. Um, but this time, when it's a, it's a rapist murderer, I say, what's great is they also, he gouges out his eyes and he's still drawn and quartered anyway. I enjoy that. I do <laughs> too. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, yeah, that was super uncomfortable too. Because, like, they kind of show, like, part of a... Like, they don't show the actual thing happening, but they show the beginning of, like, a video of him, like, hurting this woman. And I'm like, okay, yeah. This guy deserves it. Yeah, there is so much evidence that Jigsaw could have sent to the police. Right? And yet, he decided to use this as part of his strange performance art. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, photos taped up all over the room. Like, it really- You're right, it really is a performance art. Uh, Fucking so, theater kids, man. I know. Oh, man. Jigsaw's a- Oh, earlier before this podcast, we were discussing what term best suited Jigsaw, and, like, little shit is the most, like- close i think theater kid is like one step below little shit <laughs> yeah and i am a theater kid and i acknowledge that yeah he, jake saw definitely does have theater kid energy but he's like the yeah. kid who like writes a one person play that like stars himself and he gets salty <laughs> when no one comes to see it mm-hmm I wrote a play about my life because you can only really write about experiences that you've had, guys. Guys. Yeah. It's also a one-person show starring me, but you all have to, like, participate and, like, put yourselves in handcuffs and die, okay? <laughs> For art. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, um, maybe now is a good time to bring up more of the subplot of, like, we've got Gilmore yes. Girls, FBI man investigating... And he goes and finds Jigsaw's ex-wife because they think, like, she might be a suspect. Um, Because I, like, I guess the property where the traps are being set or, like, where the police people are being held hostage is, like, her name is on it as, like, one of the owners. Hmm. And so there's, they're interrogating her... And, um, I, the, the editing in this movie is weird. Like, both from a, like, overall, like, the order in which they place the scenes is weird, but also just, like, within the scenes, they do that rapid cut thing. But, like, Mm -hmm. at moments that it doesn't make sense. Like, at one point, Gilmore Girls guy just starts banging on the table and he's like, tell me, tell me, tell me. (laughs) And, like, they just cut, like, over and over again. So it's really, like, they just... I don't know how to describe this. It's so weird. Like, I thought I was- Have you seen 
sorry. Oh, I was like, I felt like I was tripping acid. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Have you seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Yeah. I've seen parts of it. Not, not all the way through. Have you seen, there's a bit where Lancelot is coming to save the guy in the tower, and there's a joke where he's, like, running at them, and there's, like, this drumming music, and then they look out, and they just loop that scene over and over and over again. That's how that scene felt to me. It is. It's, I just don't understand what the editors were thinking. And... You know, I major respect to, like, anyone who can work on a movie, um, but the there were some poor choices made here. Yeah, and they'd, like, cut away from scenes right when they were hitting, like, the climax of their action. So, like, right when, like, say, the evil man is about to gouge out his own eyes, they cut back to the police station of Gilmore Girls guy yelling at Jigsaw's wife, and then right as she's about to tell him her tragic backstory, they cut back to the, the I-wanna-be-a-good-cop man running through an alley. So it's like we missed the the primary, like, release of tension in both scenes, and it's yeah. just all the lesser for it. Yeah, like, the pacing is just weird. Um, so we do get some backstory on Jigsaw, though, because, like, they keep just adding more stuff because <laughs> I guess it wasn't already tragic enough that he has cancer and was in a car accident, so now um, <laughs> w- they've added that when he and his wife were still together, like, she was pregnant. And of course, Jigsaw, being the pretentious little prick that he is, planned everything so that the baby would be born in the correct year of the Chinese Zodiac, oh my which God. is the year of the pig, by the way, because he likes pigs, I guess. <laughs> um, and so... Oh my God. His wife honestly seems like a decent person. I feel really bad for her, and I don't understand how they got together because she is way too good for him. Of course, she she's is. like even she's very pretty. Like yeah. it's weird how pretty she is. Like even... Tobin Bell's got charisma, but what the hell? Like even before he became a serial killer, I'm like I do not see this pairing. Like, but she anyway. She owns a clinic. Maybe he played her Wonderwall on his guitar. <laughs> Uh, so she owns a clinic where she helps, like, um, low-income people and, like, drug addicts and stuff like that, and Mm -hmm. one night, one of her patients who had been kicked out because he started a fight with another patient, like, comes back in, he's like, oh, I forgot my jacket, and then he just, like, busts in and tries to rob her, and as he's, like, running out the door, he slams, like, she's behind it and it like slams into her and it hits her stomach and so she loses the baby Mm. so that's like i guess supposed to be the start of the downward spiral of jigsaw so like now it's not enough that he has cancer or that he was in a car accident he also lost his baby so they just keep like got yeetus i know (laughs) the fetus got yeetus it did his little piggy went wee 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 So I guess also, like, another part of the backstory, and this is where Billy the Puppet comes in, they had bought um, his lair as, like, just, it was supposed to be, like, a wood shop for him to make things. Like, he has a baby crib in there, and so he has this little doll of Billy the Puppet, and it's, like, implied that he made it for the baby. What? (laughs) So that's Billy's origin... (laughs) Billy the Puppet is a a conduit for the spirit of uh, John Kramer's dead baby. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) That's so dumb. Oh my god. This is my baby. His name is Billy. And he's holding the puppet. And it's all bundled up in a blanket. (laughs) Amazing. Yep. Oh my god. He was a psychopathic mechanical engineer with a propensity for uptight morality. She was a substance abuse nurse. Can I make it any more obvious? (laughs) So, like, he lost... 
did he did his wife die or did she no leave she him? lost the bro she had a miscarriage yeah and then it? yeah she had a miscarriage and then she left him because he started getting like well no no he left her oh that's right wait really yeah yeah because like i guess she hadn't been through enough of course <sighs> that's Ugh. like even like even shittier than like i don't know where i'm going this is shitty yeah, this woman deserves so much better, and honestly, I feel sad for her. Yeah. But, like, the whole time, anyway, this FBI agent's, like, grilling her for half the movie, and she's like, listen, mm-hmm. I have nothing to do with my bitch ex-husband. So we've got that subplot. So I guess back to the traps. Mm-hmm. Which one oh, were God. we on? I can't remember. Um, th- I think it's the one with the pokers. Right, 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 right. Which is also really so, stupid. It's victim blaming at its finest, honestly. Mm-hmm. That sounds so, about right remember... for just about every trap, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. This one more than others, I would say. So, the, remember the, gop- the cop's backstory that he, like, punched an abusive father because the court system wouldn't, like, take him to task? Yeah. Because his, like, wife wouldn't testify against him. So Jigsaw, like, strategically placed these pokers through the husband and wife who, like, were neglecting their daughter. Well, the dad was beating the daughter. The mom was just, I don't know, not doing anything about it. Um, And Jigsaw placed them through her and into him because they're lined up back to back in the middle of a, a room. And he placed it so that if she pulls out the pokers, he will die, but she will live. Like, she'll be in pretty bad shape, but she'll be fine. And it's like yeah. a metaphor. That's for, a no-brainer. Like, Just, like, take the pokers out. Your uh, your husband is abusive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she got right to work. To oh, yeah, she, was she like, did. Yeah, let's go. Um, but I, but yeah, but Hannah's right. It is really victim-blamey, because it's like, why is the wife there to begin? Like, ugh, I don't know. Yeah. Like. It's like. I don't know if the movie was trying to be empowering, like, oh, we're giving you the chance to take back your life and free yourself from your abuser, but also, like, why does she have to be punished to begin with? Like, she's already been through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, like, we don't, I don't know enough about her to, like, feel comfortable saying, you were complicit. Like, again, my sympathy is always going to go to what's best for the kid, what, how are we going to help and get her away from this dad is like clearly number one but like i don't know enough about the mom to say yeah she should be poked through with a big old piece of iron well very obviously it sounds like they didn't develop the character enough for it to be any kind of any kind of like meaningful trap no she was only in like two scenes Uh, of course Um, (laughs) yeah so that although to be fair this actress is given a hundred and ten percent Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I. She did. She was into it. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how that goes. She escapes, and the husband dies. So, rip to him, yeah. I guess. Oop. Uh, what's next? Is there? I another- think it's the final trap. Yeah. I feel like there Does was the d- another one that I'm that we're forgetting about, but I. Does the detective subplot go anywhere? Probably no, because not. it's like out of order <laughs> with everything else. Like, I think the I detective think... subplot is happening like way after the fact. Yeah, because I know I, I do know one thing. I because like there's one trap I actually really am looking forward to. Um, I don't know if it's in the next movie or the movie after that, but it includes Gilmore Girls Man. Yeah. And so I know he's gonna stick around. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess that he does get to the last trap. And meanwhile, this is kind of amusing. So, like, there's a guy, a hooded guy, and, like, you know, oh, who is it? Who's Jigsaw's new successor? And so the guy who's on the block of ice is just kind of like, well, fuck this. And he just, like, tries to jump off the ice <laughs> and just end it. And the other guy's like, no, 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 it's ruining my plan. Um, So I guess we should get to the big twist of this movie, right? The Jigsaw's successor is, like, one of the cops from the previous film. Hmm. Who? Yep, he's the dumb white cop. Yeah, who Hannah and I had, like, forgotten who he was. 
And so then, of course, they show it like a handy flashback to the third movie, <laughs> and like, and like, uh, from this point on, I honestly am too confused to like piece together. So I think, like, okay, so the lawyer of the dad who abused his wife and got him off was framed into, like, setting up the trap with the two guys. Right. Which is weird to me, because Hoffman's in the trap. Yeah. Why? I... D- he's... Uh, uh, you know what? Are you really... Are you really a s- jigsaw if you're not an attention whore? <laughs> if you're not a theater kid? <laughs> of course. Um, this man is... He's like, I'm gonna put myself in the narrative, baby. Um, so, yeah. The whole point is, the guy... the well, I want to be a good cop. All he has to do is not come in the door and let the timer run out and then they'll all be let go. Which, uh uh-huh, I'm sure that's what Jigsaw would have done if he didn't walk through the door, for sure. Um, but he, the I Want to Be a Cook Cop does rush in because he thinks he has to, he has to stop everything before the timer runs out because that's how Jigsaw basically told him the game was gonna work. But as soon as he, like, walks in the door, the- he releases the system of pulleys that, like, drop these two giant- I can't remember if they're hammers or if they're blocks of ice, and they just squish the guy on the ice cube's head. Oh my god. Like a watermelon between two muscular thighs. He got Gallagher, damn. Wait, yeah, Gallagher. Gallagher he, you said watermelons. Gallagher's the guy that takes a hammer and squishes watermelons, and it's like that's his whole bit. Oh, I don't think I've heard of him. Before. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Is Jigsaw Gallagher? Is Jigsaw Gallagher. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, Damn. Yeah. So that's and then does the other guy, the Jigsaw successor, he lives right? Yeah, because then at that moment, he, like, gets up from his electric chair that I think he was supposed to die from, but he didn't die because he's Jigsaw, damn it. <laughs> and he gets up, and he the music starts playing, and he goes, no, wait, because then this is when everything gets fucking bizarre, bizarre to me. Because then it cuts back to the detective from Gilmore Girls, who, like, he gets some information, I don't remember what, but it leads him to the the operating room from the end of the third movie where Jigsaw dies and the one dad has to, like, play through the Jigsaw game. Right. And he gets in there and the the guy from the last movie is going, oh, I'm so bad. he's just rambling, I don't know. And I think they kill him. And then they find Jigsaw's dead body. So, like, I think the whole detective subplot is happening during Saw 3. And then it follows with the trap stuff, with the I want to be a good cop, and then it loops back around to after that scenario has been played out in full, we we go back to the, the jigsaw autopsy, and that's where the film ends. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I would just, like, s- side note, I just really love that you referred to him as the cop from Gilmore Girls, because now I'm thinking that Saw and Gilmore Girls are in the same universe. <laughs> they could Laura be. Laura Gilmore would kick his ass. You know what? You're right. <laughs> uh, what if Rory Gilmore was fucking Jigsaw? Rory Gilmore is Jigsaw. <laughs> So yeah, the movie ends with um the new Jigsaw looking at old Jigsaw's dead body holding the tape and like that's it. Mm-hmm. You're done. The end. I think that I want to be a good cop lives. I don't remember. I think he does. Yeah, because I don't remember him dying. So but just He's on the floor and they're like yelling at each other. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, You shouldn't have opened the door. They repeat it like a million times. And it's like, okay, we get it. He's supposed to <laughs> not care about people, I guess. But uh, there's so much to unpack here. So I mean, we've talked, obviously, about, like, just the central theme of this film being lame. But then, I guess, like, the other thing is just, this is when it becomes clear that it's, that the series was intended to be a trilogy, and, like, they don't know what to do after Jigsaw dies. Yeah. Because also, like, Tobin Bell is extremely charming and gives a great performance, and then, so, like, when it comes to a movie after his character's dead, they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do without him? Because um, they also killed off Amanda. 
who could have led the Saw franchise. Like, she was great. She was a great villain. Mm -hmm. Good backstory. Like, she should have been the new Jigsaw. Um, So now Mm -hmm. they're in this conundrum where they've killed off, like, their two biggest assets. So they Mm -hmm. find ways to, like, shoehorn in flashbacks just so they can still have Tobin Bell. And then um, this weird twist ending where it's like this other guy is now Jigsaw's successor even though they don't really set it up near as well as like Amanda. Which to be fair Mm -hmm. I think it harkens back to Saw 1 where they pretty much picked a name out of a hat and went who's Jigsaw? This one guy from one scene at the hospital. Yeah. Who's Jigsaw? This one cop from one scene in Saw 2. (laughs) That is true. (sighs) So it's just it's a mess. And I will give props to the director. So Darren Lynn Bozeman, this is his the last Saw movie that he directed. He did two, three, and four. Um, and I think that he has the best understanding of the Saw franchise. And um, I think with this movie in particular, he did his best with what he was given. Because, like, the mm-hmm. performances are fine. Like, you know, there's not much wrong with the directing. It's just the editing that I have major problems with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I have problems with the writing. Mostly. Yeah, the writing like, too. The the editing I almost appreciate from a bizarre standpoint because I feel like I've seen a lot of shows where they go beyond their intended time frame and I think there are two options. One, experimentation. You do things with the show that you've never been able to do before because you you always knew you had to get to this location. You had to serve this story first, but then once you're free, you can start playing with other avenues. And then there's the other option, which is, um, I don't know, it kind of goes under experimentation too, but I like to call it, I'm fucking lost, mom, come pick me up, I'm scared. (laughs) And I think this movie is like, operating on both levels at the same time because there are things i like about this they finally give me a cop character i I, like i a cap of course but like there is a character within the cop subplot that i like Mm -hmm. and up until now i've hated all of the the people in the subplots that we're supposed to care about like i do not give a crap but because they picked the grumpy man from gilmore girls i like it and i like his wife I don't care about the backstory so much. The editing is wonky as hell, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. The traps are weird. There is no moral. What is happening? (laughs) Yeah. I I think I lost that train of thought, but I think I had a point somewhere in there. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm following. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say, like, the traps are pretty good. It does get more violent, so that's kind of interesting, I guess. Like, I don't feel like that's good or bad. It's just, like, something to note, I guess. Yeah. Um, as the movies move along, they are getting more violent. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did this one come out? Do y'all remember? Oh, God. I... I'm gonna go. Wait, no, I can't Google. Damn it. Yeah. Okay, let's see. The first one was, like, 2003, right? So for mm-hmm. running, and I think they came out like every year. Yeah, so that would be like two thousand two thousand six. Okay. Yeah, it feels like two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like at the tail end of like movies, kind of in the like kind of snuffy or like gore. Or yeah, this torture. is the age of hostile. Yeah. Yeah. So they're getting less good because. At this point, we've kind of oversaturated, uh, oversaturated the market. Oversaturated the market. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, what they do, it's interesting to see. Like, I feel like some of the later Saw movies just go big. And that is kind of rewarding in a way. Because mm-hmm. um, they just kind of play up, like, the goofiness. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say right now, like, 4 and 5 are, like, the slump. Um, of the Saw franchise. And I don't want to give too much spoilers for the next episode that we do. Oh, have you seen say it already? Saw, Saw 5. Yeah, I've seen I've seen all of them except for 7. Mm. But Saw 5, I'm just going to say right now, is the worst. Um, so be, be prepared for that. I've heard there's one trap that... God, no, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Yeah. All I can tell you is I think there's a trap that could have been solved with a piss take. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. 
this one, I don't know, because, like, one thing I've heard is that's, like, a guilty pleasure with the Saw franchise is how, um soap opera-ish it gets with the successors. But I think, Kyla, you've brought this up before in conversation, that's only really fully entertaining when you have all of them alive together mm-hmm. rather than them all kind of killing each other off randomly so you never really get to see them interact. Whereas I yeah. want to see all of these self-righteous assholes like arguing who gets to be the successor to the ultimate self-righteous asshole. Kind of a Cain and Abel parable. <laughs> exactly. So that is that is actually my idea. And I've told you guys about this many times. Um, I want to write a Saw movie. That is like my dream project. And it would be called Jigsaws, plural. And it would be about all of Jigsaw's successors and they all get stuck in a trap. And now they have to um, face the fact that their philosophy is actually really hypocritical and bullshit. Yeah. And it would be like kind of more of a comedic tone. Um, but you know, you're still keeping the violence. You still have like the silly melodrama and you get, yeah, like Hannah said, you get to see all these assholes argue with each other and realize that they're all full of shit. I love that. That'd be a wonderful idea. TM, 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 TM. Yeah, TM, of course. Yep. (laughs) So at some point, I will write that and... Do it. Yes. Crowdsource it. (laughs) The next step is, like, now you have, like, a likable-ish protagonist, and I kind of, like, I do love seeing a kind of cat and mouse narrative with, like, the the protagonist and the antagonist trying to outsmart each other. That's how they tricked me into watching three seasons of Sherlock. <laughs> um, but I don't think, I, I don't think they're smart enough that they're going to commit to it. I think there might be a little bit more leaning on Gilmore Girls guy, but I don't think it's going to. It's gonna work out. I think they're gonna have to break up. They're gonna have to break yeah, up. I mean, I truly <laughs> really can't remember. They might bring these characters back. I mean, I just can't remember. I think at one point, like, Dr. Larry from the first movie comes back, too. But, but, uh, but like, I don't know. When they bring characters back, it's not even that memorable. Like, the only characters that I remember having a consistent presence in the series are Jigsaw and kind of Amanda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Marty, what do you make of all of this? Um, Jigsaw and all of his buddies are a bunch of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> that's all, that's all really, because mo- most of what was being talked about didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> For this one, at least, like it didn't I, to me either, and I watched this movie twice. Yeah, there's no like consistent, um, like storyline going on, and like that's kind of with with all of them put together. There's not really consistent storyline, which like I feel like that's just bound to happen if you have like a million movies in a franchise. But like the. The whole thing about like you don't don't punch a guy because he abuses his wife and kid like that was weird. Um, I I think the the thing about like the the cop being the actual bad guy I thought that was consistent with real world politics so I kind of liked <laughs> that idea. Yeah. Um, especially but, the white cop, like, teaching his black cop partner to stop caring about the people he's supposed to protect and serve. The metaphor is strangely apt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, other than that, it just, like, there's, I don't know what's being said, because, well, first off, I haven't seen it, uh, and I'm just here for jokes, I guess. Um, but... You know, uh, like, other than that, like, it just sounds like gobbledygook <laughs> to me. <laughs> other than, like, people dying. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. I think that this movie got lost in the sauce. It got lost in the sauce. Mm-hmm. It did. Mm-hmm. Jigsaw's big gooey brain sauce they dumped in a pan in the beginning. Head empty, no thoughts. No. <laughs> Only Jigsaw. <laughs> Only Jigsaw. 
only jigsaw. <sighs> well, do we have any last things to add? Um, I now want to see that guy get Gallaghered. That sounded really funny. <laughs> It, it is. <laughs> yeah. It was very funny. Like, I gotta admit, like, the the 13-year-old, like, gore hound in me went, Oh, that's sick as hell, bro! Yeah. yeah. Like, at some point, I do want to sit down and watch all of these movies. Um, But I feel like maybe I should do it, ap- like, after we watch all of them, or at least watch a couple of them after, like, a halfway point. Um. Well, technically, we are at the halfway point, because there are eight films oh, yeah. that are released so far. Okay. Soon to be nine, one day. I'm so Fire excited all. Me too! Yeah. So, um, technically, we are halfway through. Okay. Um, so, maybe at some point I will sit down and marathon them, because... We could do that like a Patreon event, maybe. maybe. that would be a good Ooh, idea. That's a great idea. Ooh. Like a live... And if we live stream, we could do that, and then we could also use that as an opportunity for my top surgery fundraiser. Yes, <gasps> yeah, yes. like a charity stream. Yeah. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, actually, Ooh. so um, I'm gonna wrap up the episode, but let's get to promotions. So, Marty, do you want to talk more about your uh, fundraiser? Yeah. So, um, I started a GoFundMe page so that I um can be able to afford um hormone replacement therapy and top surgery. Um, you know, because I'm trans. <laughs> um, I I can can uh, provide a link to that in the the notes of this podcast episode um, yeah i got you covered but like yeah um if you want to donate you can do that um it's totally like not an urgent thing i'm not like in a a place where i'm like super uncomfortable but like i've just been thinking about it for a really long time and because i work a minimum wage job i'm not going to be able to you know, pay for it and live comfortably at the same time. So I just figured starting a GoFundMe would be a, a good step in the right direction. Um, so far, it's raised five hundred dollars. Um, Heck yeah! So I'm gonna Heck I'm yes. gonna use that money soon to go in and do my first consultation. So yes, I'm so happy for yeah. you. Yes, but so surgery is yeah. really expensive. I'm I'm keeping it up for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also don't have health insurance, so which is why another reason why I started the the GoFundMe. Yeah, we sure do live in a dystopia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't have to participate in a shitty system. So donate when you can, if you can, mm-hmm. to good causes yeah. that help people. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, there are some like more far more important causes. Which you should also donate to, but, like, if you're feeling generous and you like what we do and you want to support me in my transition, then, like, go ahead. <laughs> well, like, yeah. uh, personally, I don't think you need to downplay your your own struggle. Like, I, I know you appreciate, like, certain privileges we all have at different places in life, but this is important, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to downplay it. Like it's awesome that you're doing this, and I don't think you need to. Yeah. To feel bad about I it. I mean, it is like essential for your health. Cause, yeah. I mean, it, like. I mean, for my mental health. An at aid. Least. Yeah. Yeah, it's an aid for mental health, and so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I treat this like the same as anything else. Anyone who needs like life improving surgery, because yeah. that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so definitely donate to that. Like, like we said, I will have the link to that in the show notes. And then if you want to follow Netflix and Kill, uh, we're on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. And we also have a Patreon where, uh, we have a few bonus episodes out. Right now we're watching through American Horror Story. It's really fun. So, um, definitely- yeah, definitely check that out. And if you're My feeling <laughs> yes, if you're feeling generous, you can throw some money at us. All of the money goes towards like paying hosting fees and uh, buying new equipment and mm-hmm. things to benefit the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, with that out of the way, thank you for listening. 
especially if you're still here after four episodes of Saw. Yeah. We are committing. We are following through with the series to the very end. Yeah. We're halfway, so we've made... We're doing good. Yep. I'm still filled with regret, like the Saw movies. We have come full circle. Wow. Yeah. It's just what he imagined. What an omnipotent jackass. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Jigsaw, play us out. Today is gonna be the day that I'm gonna take a back Not to you. Not Wonderwall by Oasis. Right That's the worst kind the of torture. I don't actually know the song Wonderwall. I've did only did heard Wonderwall by Neil yeah, Tisserita. Oh my gosh. I was gonna say today. <laughs> oh my god. Someone do a mashup of Wonderwall and the Saw theme. Oh my god. Yes. That would be wonderful. Please. I still think that song sounds like um there's a part in Live and Let Die by Paul McCartney and the Wings that sounds like the Saw theme. I remember you saying that before. Yeah. Someone do a mashup of Wonderwall, Live and Let Die. And the Saw theme, and throw All Star by Smash Mouth in there yeah, just for shits put, and giggles. Put a, like the slow version of uh, uh, Smash Mouth in there as like an undertone for it. Truly embracing yeah, the, the chaotic thing... energy of this franchise. <laughs> really, the last thing I want to say beyond like I do really want to hear that mashup. Like the more I think about it, the more it excites yeah. me. Um, Help your fellow neighbor this week. Spike Jigsaw. Yeah. Be a good person. Be a good person. Yeah. Try. Try. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good message to round out with. That's all we and can do is try. As always, may your nightmares be plentiful. It's gonna be the day that I'll be back to you.